Sandra, we are back for your podcast. You have run your final marathon in your 50 years on Earth, right? Like, it was like your 50th celebration. Yeah, this past weekend in Nashville. How's it going? Like, when you're 50, like, how are you feeling after you like, run? Don't make it sound like I'm 70. Like, 50 is, you know. No, you look good. You actually look like you're in your 40s. You often lie about your age. We can just, like, bleep your age out. Because you look good. No, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Oh, well, you're I'll, like, yes. I'll take okay. it. No, I, yeah, you're right. I usually get, like, early 40s. Yeah, you look yeah. very young. It's that, like Italian skin. Although, it mostly because when I say I have a 23 and a 20-year-old, people are like, what? Yeah, you do look really young. Yeah. You Because, know, like, dads now are having kids, like, for the first time at your age. So yeah. it is kind of weird. Your kids are almost beginning to look like your siblings. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> You're like, yes, they are. Yeah. I don't want to be a grandfather yet, but, you know, if, if I'm a grandfather in the next five years, I'll be a you know, young grandfather. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Are your kids at the... Are, uh, your kids no, are no, young. No. They're not really thinking about having no, kids, are I, they? No, I hope... No, my daughter's 23. I don't... Yeah. God, I hope not. <laughs> you guys got a long way to go. Yeah. Um. So what's going on? You ran a marathon. We have so one Nashville, house. Nashville was... How was I, it? I just want to... First time I've ever been. It is an amazing city. Okay. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I like country music. So country music, beer, bourbon, whiskey, rooftop bars, you know. Like all your favorite things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, bachelorette parties all over the place. <laughs> you know, riding these pedal bars and hooting and hollering at everyone. It's just a well-organized city, very clean. Um, and oh, it's kind of become like a party town, oh, right? Oh, it's a party town. It's not... I mean, it's um, there were some younger kids there, but not many at all. It's a it's a party town, and um, but not a discuss like not. No offense against New Orleans, but it's not like the, it's a nicer New Orleans. I, love, I do enjoy New Orleans, you know, but yeah, but there's a lot of puke yeah. on the street in New Orleans at all times of the day. Yeah, there was a lot of drunk people walking around Nashville too. <laughs> okay, but uh, and you know, listen, Southern food, you know, it's just great yeah. biscuits and gravy and all. So I'm, I'm the only guy who goes to a city to run a marathon. Yeah. Run 26.2 and gain 12 pounds. <laughs> you do not. There's no way. But are you, after you run a marathon, like, do you eat during the marathon? Because I did a triathlon once, and I, I had to have many snacks. throughout. The, it was like, it was yeah, crazy. I didn't really eat. I was eating those, like, goos, you know, the uh, gels. Uh, yeah. So it made my stomach. I didn't feel great after. I was, it was hot. It was very, very hilly. That's the one negative. They don't advertise it. They say gentle hilling, uh, gentle rolling hills. It was, <laughs> it was, effing brutal rolling hills. And um, by mile twenty one, I was like, "Get me the f off this course." Oh, by that time you've like made it. You're like almost there. Yeah, then that was great, great trip, fun, and. Um, so is your LLS fundraising campaign now complete? Technically, yeah. I mean, okay. some actually, I did receive some donations as early, you know, as late as this morning. But for the most part, yeah, we're just going to finish right around thirty-five thousand. Which that's is, amazing. Yeah. Good for you because you had set the goal for like twenty-five, right? No, that's great. And you know, you know, all kidding aside, it's. Um, I don't know if you saw Bruce Johnson, who's anchor at WUSA, announced last week that he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. No! Yeah, so, Ugh. you know, I reached out to him on, on Twitter and, and, you know, obviously with my right. responsibilities with Leukemia Lymphoma site here in the national chapter. So, uh, yeah, so every time you think, you know, you know, listen, the advances have been amazing. Yeah. You know, the, the research and, and, and the drugs and the treatment is... but. 
Yeah. I know. People are being diagnosed yeah, all the time, day, and they need every day. so much. So, um, that's why I do it. So it's good. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Um, look, lots happened uh, in the news. In yeah, I was out of D.C. and the whole world came apart over the weekend. So White House Correspondents Dinner. I yes. am dying to get your take. Of course, it happened on Saturday night here in D.C. By the way, have you ever been? Yes, I have. You have. I was I'm, actually invited I've this been. year. Really? Yeah, I didn't go. <laughs> well, one, because it was in Nashville. Would you have walked out? No. Oh, that's good. Okay, no. cool. No, I mean, I, this is where I go, like... Uh, you know, I'll probably surprise you here a little bit. Like, people are outraged on both sides. Like, listen, I thought some of the For jokes... Michelle Wolf's jokes. So, so let me give okay. you my... I thought some of them... I thought some of the jokes were absolutely offensive. Okay? Over-the-top offensive. Okay. And I think I said this a few podcasts ago. My problem right now with comedians in general, you know, some of the late-night stuff you see just on regular television, like Kimmel and, and Colbert, and, and then some of the others, like Chelsea Handler and so forth, and then this woman, Michelle Wolf. it's years past, it was a roast. Right? right. And when you when you do when you invite people to a roast in theory, it's your friends, it's your associates, it's people who respect you and like you, or at least acknowledge what you've accomplished in your career, and they roast you. They they bust and it's pretty brutal. And it can be yeah, brutal, it's, but it's, it's also it's done from a position of at minimum respect, and in many cases, like yeah. The comedians today against this administration, they're doing it from a point of hatred. Michelle Wolf absolutely, clearly hates this administration, hates Trump, hates all... And that's when it goes overboard, and then it becomes non-funny, and it just... It, and listen, the White House correspondents, and rightly so, they're taking a ton of heat. Right, because they invited her, and they knew basically well, what they were that. getting. It's lost... It's lost focus, right? By the way, did you read the whole comedy set? Because, like, when you ISO the Sarah Sanders jokes, they seem pretty savage. I was like, damn, I don't know I could do that to her face. But in context of the 18 minutes that Michelle Wolf did, I just thought the whole thing was everybody. But I I didn't think the entire thing was very funny, to be candid. No. First of all, she writes for Trevor Noah, who I don't think is funny at all. So, like, his sh- like, no one watches this guy's show, yet he gets all this press. His writers are... F- like, how? Well, he took over for Jon Stewart. I mean, that's a well, legend. Well, John Stewart he, it did it. It was a legend, show. right? Yeah. This, I mean, he's, not, he's no Jon Stewart. So, um, I, no, listen, I just think it's done from hatred. I think it's done from... It's done to be mean. It's, it comes from a place of meanness, and then it becomes unfunny to me. And I, I just think that... So The Hill, the magazine... The, I just saw this They this announced morning. that they are no longer going to participate unless it changes. And, and I think what you're change see, do they want? They want it to be, like you're saying, more of a roast in uh, maybe lighter spirit, but they can still jab like it, it. Just like it used to be, right? <laughs> I, I, I mean, when you pick Michelle Wolf, you know... And for the White House correspondents to say, oh, we didn't know, like... They tried to distance themselves they a little from... They knew exactly what they were getting. If you yeah, went, by the way, you know, there's been some reporting over the last few days since the, the dinner that she deleted 20,000 tweets and was just brutally mean to a lot of people, Ser- Serena Williams and LeBron James and others. She's just, she, she's, she has a lot of anger in her, and I'm not sure she's actually very funny. The, well, I thought some of it was funny, and I think you know what you're going to get. And, I mean, it is a pretty divided uh, administration. And you know what I thought was kind of cowardly is that President Trump leaves a lot of his female employees to be there to take the brunt of it while he wasn't there. Well, I mean, I thought that was pretty, like, come on. 
I mean, and that's been a Washington tradition for a long time. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, do you think it's the right decision for him not to go? Why? Every other president's been. No. I mean, even George he knows Bush what's was hated. Uh, but he even, went and took it. But even George Bush, it was done in... It, it wasn't mean. It just wasn't. Go back and look. I have to go back and watch Colbert's because, remember, Colbert did get a lot of heat for, you but know... look at Colbert now. He's mean. He's mean on his late night show. You think? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, he's an angry... He's angry with this administration. Well, yeah, his, a lot his, of people are, yeah. His comedy is different now than it was before this administration. He was much better before. Well, but I mean, people are upset with the administration. Michelle Wolf's argument was, look, uh, President Trump is having sex with or, or did have sex with porn stars, is, ta- you know, talks offensively in the past about women. Ha- okay, so go basically, back, go gonna back and look him. at the correspondence center after the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Do you think they treated Bill Clinton like this? Well, but- Not even close. Not even close. They just didn't. Okay, well, I gotta go back and look. They just All right, look, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. I mean, how friendly is but, that? But it's the it's the whole, and, and again, I'm getting off track now. But it's the whole like we talked the Ronnie Jackson thing, right? The the VA, the um, Trump nominated him that. The, oh, okay, yes, the, yes, the yes. Lead, his lead physician for the VA position. All these rumors came out. Oh, he crashed his car. He was drunk. It's all being start now. It's all looking like it's all was either fabricated rumors, speculation. None of it appears to be true. But it's just they didn't want this guy in. Senator Tester, for a Democrat from Montana, went after Ronnie Jackson for whatever reason. We have no idea. And the media ran with it. Most of the media, I should say. And they just, they, 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 they tried this, this um, I think he's an admiral. I'm not sure exactly what his title is. Okay. Uh, you know, they tried him in the media, and he ended up stepping down. Or pulling off, pulling out of, of the nomination. And your thing is what? Like you can't. There's like, no facts. There's no facts. You got to like, get your facts do, straight do first. Some yeah, research. that's true. Yeah, that, I mean, that is an issue. Well, it's like the leaks too. Like New York Times publishes the questions Mueller this morning, the questions Mueller wants asked Trump, and that and everyone the media runs with it and they're analyzing the questions. The questions. What about the leak? Like, do we even cover leaks? Like, it's just so acceptable now. To leak information in this city, it's 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 troubling. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole of of things and discussion, right? Yeah, I, I know, but. <laughs> I mean, it is, right? We could definitely go down that rabbit hole. Um, Speaking of other big TV news over the weekend was AM Joy, who came on Saturday, uh, gave an apology for homophobic um, and anti-gay posts that happened on her blog and essentially had hired cybersecurity people to look into, was this true, was this not? They could not prove that she was hacked, essentially. She she wasn't hacked. You're not buying it. No. Come on. Uh, I'm going to say for Joy, it looks a little suspect. She did apologize. Yeah. And this isn't the first time that she said or has posted homophobic things. So, you know, like, just come out and say, hey, I'm a changed person. When I posted these, you know, I was... I was in this frame of mind, and I've I've been more educated, and I've been a champion of X, Y, and Z. Like, just... just, Boom. But, I don't know. She, um... She wasn't hacked. (laughs) 
It doesn't look like that, no. And she's her Daily Beast article's been, or um, you know, I guess she did a weekly con- um, contributing gig there. That's been pulled. But MSNBC seems to be standing by her right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I thought like online when I saw her doing it overall. No, of course. I mean, I think you know, obviously, she has a lot of fans, a lot of supporters. So people were online essentially yeah. saying, "Good for you." And you're again, I'm not saying it. she should lose her show or not. I'm just saying, don't the hacking thing. Come on. Uh, yeah, I so, agree. So like, someone that went in and hacked. I believe the post or the blog or whatever it was on had been, it was years ago. So would somebody hack an old post? Like, She's, I think, was trying to make the case that someone went into her blog that she, you know, was active in 10-something years ago and then posted these, you know, I don't know. It, but she hired the cybersecurity people who were like, look, we can't prove it. So, you know, she owned that. Sounds like a cover-up. You think? You think yeah. that was kind of a, a yeah. way to try to distract? Of course. I know. I don't watch AM Joy honestly. I so don't I'm either. actually. I'm not. A, I can't really say. I don't follow her show. I think much. she's another angry person. <laughs> no, I do. I think. Patrick, you can, not everybody can be angry. I think she is. That disagrees with the right. No, I, I don't like. I, I don't think Morning Joe. Like I watch Morning Joe. I don't think they're angry. I don't. Uh, uh, like, there's a lot of people. Rachel Maddow is not angry. Okay, there you go. All right. She's not. I mean, I may not agree with a lot of what she says, or, you know, you could debate the facts and the policies and all that stuff, but she's not angry. Um, well, there's people who are just flat out angry, resisting, for no, just no matter what happens, they're just going to be. Well, it's kind of a we're in this vile environment, right? Like, and a lot of people feel like Trump kind of encourages that, so then they're, like, responding that way. That's their Do you justi- like that argument? That, that, no, it's their justification. <laughs> hey, I, I'm with Kanye. You know, I like a lot of what Kanye says. We need much more innovative thinking, yeah. free thinking, you know? Well, it's also like the right shouldn't think Kanye's, like, going to agree with them on everything now because he, you know, kind of likes Yeah, of Trump. course not. No, like... It, it, Let's go case by case, policy by policy, issue by issue. Right. Like now, again, we've talked about this a lot. You're either painted as left, right. There's no gray area on the internet. On anything. On it, right. But there is in real life, though. I mean, like. Of course. Yeah, in real life, once you start talking to people, there's always middle ground. Most people don't like it. You're conservative. You're that. I might be fiscally conservative, but I'm a social moderate. Or you might be. You know, I. No, I think you're right. In in real life, the internet is just a trumped up version of everybody. Trumped up, no person, no, no, no pun intended. But it is. It's like everyone at their so, worst. So, is he going to win the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh my God! Did you see? So, while of course White House Correspondents' Dinner was happening, he's in Michigan holding a rally where people are chanting "Nobel, Nobel." No Were you like loving it? You're what? like, yes. Okay. No, what do so, you think? Well, I tweeted. I said, listen, assuming this is real and there, it ends up in peace between North and South Korea. Yeah, they get along with He them. absolutely deserves it. There's no question about it. I mean, Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize for what? I actually, I know he's The won- Iran deal, which yesterday Netanyahu said is a total sham. <laughs> no, I'm like, uh, listen, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize for what? Um, no one can tell you. I, I can't tell you. You're correct. No, but no. But I, I'm saying most people can't. I mean, ISIS was at an all-time high. Iran, like, listen, there was th- th- they point to certain things as why he, you know, why he won it, but none of it might be re- <laughs> like Trump's dis- help truly has 
help destroy ISIS to to a large degree. And then if this North Korea South Korea thing truly works, I mean, you could hate him, you could not like. He would absolutely have to be a candidate for the for, for the prize. Uh, the Post had an article today where they're saying that both uh, North Korea and South Korea are using the lore of a Nobel Peace Prize to basically, once they get President Trump into the negotiation, because he's supposed to meet with Kim Jong Un later this month, um, that they're going to use that to essentially have him concede to a lot of things because we'll feeding see. his ego, right. he and, seems and, like he's a guy who would listen, want that. If, if that's a strategy and that happens and he concedes more than we should, then he shouldn't win the prize, right? But, right. Um, but at the end of the day, also, you got to give... We gave a lot to Iran for, for that deal, and I'm not sure they're... I'm not so sure they're adhering to it. So, you know, you got to give a lot to get a lot sometimes. You think it will be successful? Because a lot of people... I love Maureen Ume, who's been on this podcast. Um, she was tweeting back and forth with you over the past Listen, couple I don't, days. You know, I don't know. I, I tend to believe... We also don't know how much pressure China's been putting on North Korea, right? That's what I was tweeting with her. In theory, it could be the way, I mean, listen, Trump publicizes it more, but China could be saying, listen, we're done with this, right? Like, you Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. So, Because um, Maureen, her tweets were essentially, she does not believe that Kim Jong-un is sincere, that they... And he may not be. We'll find out, right? Yeah, so, a couple of weeks. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going to be meeting again soon, and so far, Kim Jong-un says they that he wants... They seem very uh, chummy. I mean, it's done a 180. I don't know. You know, it went from Rocket Man to now they're like best buddies. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my favorite. One of the top five names of all time. <laughs> I mean, Rocket Man seems to be over any hurt feelings, so I guess they're going to meet. I mean, there should be a list. I'm sure there is of all the crazy Trump names. Rocket Man, Little Marco, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lion Ted, Crooked Hillary. I mean, man, there's some. There's some. There's been a lot of names. Yeah, a lot of name calling. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Like, then doesn't it make Michelle Wolf's sort of, you know, comedy fitting? No. <laughs> no, and, and the reason I say that is no, 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 and that's fine. But all kidding aside, that's not the place for it. That's just my point. If Michelle Wolf wants to do her own. Post separate from that and crucify Trump, then go ahead. But, right, but that's the it's it's the journalists, it's you know free press, it's the scholarships, it's a little ribbing of the current administration and the media themselves taking themselves too seriously at times. And by the way, since you have been to the White House Correspondents Dinner, I meant to ask you this earlier. Do you think the event should be canceled? There, there was a I lot of discussion. I don't think it should be canceled. No. It's, it's a good scholarship. It, listen, the free free press. Is very serious, very important. Yeah, very important. Um, and it, it should be, it should be, it should be honored. Right? Yeah. But I think it's gone overboard. I just do. And um, so I, there, there might need to be some changes. I think they got to be, you know, look close, a little closer at the <laughs> the the, the, oh, well, the person year. hired to do the uh, roasting. Oh yeah. Or maybe have a left and a right comedian. Like have like. That's what I said. Why didn't Sarah Sanders get up there and do a little like set? Obama had people write for him. Obama was very good. He was really good. Yeah, Bush was good, but I will say Obama delivered yeah, his lines great. very well. That is Sarah the Sanders should have like that is the set. one thing that Trump loses by he doesn't get a chance to then do it himself. Because that, if you look at it, it's missing uh, that yeah, element. I agree, That's and I good, think it's cowardly that, to let well, your. All right, let's not call it cowardly, but it's a good point. Uh, well, 
Anyway, I, I agree. I think he should be there. I think he should be there. Well, a lot of people say the reason he's president now is because Obama killed him in 2011. I did watch that um, White House like, Christmas. It completely embarrassed him. I was sitting at one of the front tables. Yeah. And um, about the whole birther thing and he'll never be president and whatever. And then they did like a whole graphic of what it would be like if Trump was in the White House, so, which irony. So yeah, then, he, then he, he's um, there. And he runs and wins. Um, I like the new study that's out that millennials are now blaming baby boomers <laughs> for their troubles. I'm on this. I'm on this train. Uh, <laughs> You're not a. Mo- are you still a millennial? Absolutely. Of you course, I am. You are on the top end of that scale. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, okay, I might be borderline Oregon Trail uh, generation, <laughs> but uh, sometimes I pull my millennial card. Um, I actually, this is the one that I do disagree with, but millennials are basically saying health care, jobs, money, housing, blaming on baby boomers that it is tougher than ever to live. Do you, what's your take on that new study? Hmm, interesting. Uh, I don't think it's completely false. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I, well, millennials will blame everyone else for anything anyway. But no, it's listen. I can only go based on my. So you know, I told you my daughter's twenty three. Um, it is so hard for these kids to work in major cities because the the pay scale has not right has cl- not even close mirrored um, uh, inflation or cost of living increases and so forth. So. You know, on a comparative basis, when I came out of college, you know, I was making no money, but in the scheme of things today, it was some money. Right. They're really making no money. I mean, unless you're a scientist or come out with you know engineering degree and so forth. Yeah. But if you're looking at marketing and business, and you know, it takes years for you to make any any money. You, the housing is unreal in these cities. Oh yeah, DC's insane. I mean, a one Even bedroom Nashville now is in, like really. Oh, I mean, no, not compared to DC, but. On a comparative basis to the South, or the re- certainly the rest of Tennessee, it's everything is so expensive. So, I, listen, part of that is true. Uh, now, I don't know if it's the baby boomers. I don't know if it's just you know lack of uh, of industry and, and growth in certain sectors, or lack of certain jobs, or I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. Well, millennials, do you agree with any of this? Millennials said for their suggestions to improve matters, they would remove all old government officials and term limits for House and Congress. A 34, uh, that was according to a 34-year-old Republican who weighed in. Uh, a number said that impeach Trump and vote would be ways. <laughs> Sleep more because you're less sensitive to negative emotions. Oh, see, that's where they, they've lost me now. <laughs> Except for the term limits for House in Congress. I agree with that. Okay, so you're for Yeah, no, one should, no one should be a lifetime political servant. They just shouldn't. It, uh, it, yeah. Do you think there should be an age limit, though, on how, like, even the age of when you serve? I don't think age, because I think you're getting into a very, you get, you're, you're getting into d- discriminatory territory at that point, right? Federal discriminatory. T- it would be hard to implement, like, hey, you're out at 60. I mean, it would be pretty ageist. Yeah, but, listen, certain industries, like, you can't fly a Navy pilot after a certain age, I'm sure, and the, you know you can't be a cop after a certain age in certain cities or a state trooper. After, yeah. Or you're just not yeah. doing the you know because there's doing physical aspects, right? Of, but in general, no. I listen. I think you know. Listen, the millennials were voting for Bernie Sanders, and now they want an age limit. The guy's 112. <laughs> like, I mean, Bernie could, was could they old, get yeah. their story straight? <laughs> yeah, right. But term limits for House and Congress. No one should be 40 years in Congress. 
Uh, I, that's a, I'm, I'm with you. I'm you, totally open to that. That's cannot, a long time. There is no way you could represent or understand with what true working class people are going through. Yeah. If you're you know, without any real life experience, uh, my only thing with the uh, the only part that I kind of agree with with this whole baby boomers is I think our parents kind of you know preached education and all this stuff, and I I really do not believe an expensive education is worth it. As someone who went to a private liberal arts college, which was a very good school for me, yeah, I don't I don't but I don't disagree with you. I, I, well, again, I think it depends. I mean, if you want to become a doctor or. Uh, there were so, a lot of smart women there that exactly are doctors and you know dentists and I think for that it's great but I think if you're like you were oh, saying marketing PR the entire wanna, education system from 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 high school through college is a joke in this country yeah the fact that institutions are charging fifty sixty seventy thousand dollars for higher education it, it's criminal it, it's it is flat criminal. out criminal yeah. and then they don't guarantee you a job they don't help you necessarily I mean they try to have they have career centers big deal it's it's criminal it, it is no, yeah it, no, and the debt and, is and I'm unreal not, and I'm not joking I think it's borderline criminal you can blame that on boomers necessarily, no, I but I think you know there is at least for me well, growing I, up. I do it was blame that it on this concept that everyone's got to go to college, right. right? And also the tech industries have dried up for the most part. I mean, when I went to you know when I went to high school, I had to take a t- tech class, a home ec class, sure, you know, wood shopping class, car mechanic class. I failed that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, but no. But today they don't do that. It's like you got to go to college. You got to take yeah. AP courses. You got no. Everyone she's not meant for colleges. Right? Totally agree. And is you it, can make so much money as a plumber. Did it sweet? Is it Sweden that just said by a certain by like tenth grade or ninth grade in Sweden they're going to identify if they believe you're someone who should go to college or someone who like should go to a technical path. Based on your previous, oh, that's a great idea. Performance. I think it was. I. I swear. I thought I read it was Sweden. That's going to decide that. That's a little great. dangerous. The government deciding that they've made your career choice by ninth grade. But yeah, that's uh, a little. Yeah, you change a lot between ninth. But grade conceptually, and, it's interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Like, yeah, I mean, I've never even been asked for my resume. Like, I spent 150 grand, and I've never gotten one job off a resume. We didn't, ever. We didn't ask you for your resume? <laughs> no, no. I'm calling HR. No. no wonder we've been in this trouble. I mean, please. I've been a key card for seven years. No one's gone, hey, do you actually have a degree? No, I do never. We, do we actually pay you? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm not coming here pro bono. Oh, I thought you just liked it so much. <laughs> I do like it. I love the people here. This place is great. It is a good You're place. fun to work for. We have great conversations. I've got no complaints. I love, you know, clocking in, you're, doing stories. Although, I will say, you're really not a millennial. But <laughs> you're, like, stuck on that point. I do. So what is it? I thought it was under 35. Okay, well, I just turned, like, over 35. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Okay, okay, well... Now that we're keeping score. You'll be 50. I'm a millennial. <laughs> so will the millennials eventually become non-millennials, or are they always millennials? Millennials are old news. We're on to Generation... What are the, the Parkland kids? We're on to them. Oh, Generation Z. Don't even get me started. <laughs> so Final Five now has a Sunday show, yeah. correct? Britt McHenry's hosting. I thought she was great when she it, was on your podcast. It did really well podcast. Sunday night. So, you know, the success of our Monday through Friday Final Five with Jim Loke, who I tweeted, by the way, yesterday is the number one late night Jimmy in the market because he beats Jimmy Kimmel every single night. Yeah, you night. say that, yes. Um, so 
we looked on Sundays. You know, so much political news happens on Sundays. You know, obviously with all the morning shows and Trump tweeting and everything else, we 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 felt there was a little void, like a wrap up show at night. So yeah, Britt McKenna is going to host. Uh, she's going to bring guests in, balance the show very well, and as she yep. did a good job on on Sunday night. And uh, yeah, listen to. The first show did really, really well, so we're, we're excited. So Final Five now airs Sunday through Friday. Yes, if you want to say it that way, correct. Okay. Monday through Friday with Jim Loke and Sunday night with Britt McHenry. Okay, got it. And then Like It or Not is on Friday nights. Like It or Not is on Friday, but Like It or Not, I'm proud to announce, will be um, July 16th getting a five-day-a-week uh, show. Really? 7 o'clock on WTTG Fox 5. Oh, my God. So now you guys are going to go... Seven o'clock. There might be some different talent on different days. Got it. So it's not always going to be the same three um, due to schedules and different things. But um, yeah, we're real excited. That's great. So this is so wow. What was airing at seven o'clock on TTG? Well, TMZ is going to move to seven thirty. Okay, got it. So TMZ still does extremely well. So TMZ will slide to seven thirty. And we're adding a nine o'clock show on um, our Fox Five Plus. Another nine o'clock news. Who? The, okay, what's that going to be about? Just a regular, straight, you know, traditional newscast. Okay, newscast. Yeah, like the eight o'clock one. Okay. So you know, the theory is right now <clears throat> that you know our morning shows on for seven straight hours it does very, very well, as you know. Yes. And people want their information when they want it: phone, tablet, PC, whatever. So, well, I think the same thing holds true on air. So. Once we launch these two new shows, we're going to be on at the top of the 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 p.m. That's a, that's, with wow. some sort of new show, news information, pop culture, whatever you want to call it. Um, when is this podcast going to get a show hit? Yeah, we need this to really take off. I mean, you're the man. Like, how, what are we going to do? This, I mean, seriously, this needs to be like a three-minute segment on someone's show. Let's do it. The Polini Perspective. And then, you know, Brick can throw to us. I think we're going to do it. We got to. I think it'd be so good. You're do you like know on anybody who can make that happen? Because <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What's, uh, who makes what the decisions around here? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, to, go talk to Jeff Gygax, and then yeah. uh, we'll get on air. I think it'd be so good. We should start as a digital show. Let's do that. You know what? Next week, we need to record this for your yeah. Facebook page, which, by the way, those you, of you listening. You, know, you said I look good, so maybe we'll have people actually see me and be like, see both of us. We both look good. And yeah. One millennial and one... Non-millennial. Uh, non <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> 50 is the new 40. I'm telling you, you look great. I wouldn't even tell people that. Yeah, We're done. We'll, we'll just bleep out the number, and then people can guess on your page. 50 plus. Now, now that you're going to become a TV star, are you going to start doing all the selfies as well? I want to see more selfies of you. you got to really put it out there. I don't really do selfies. Really? No. All right. Well, we'll work on another pose. <laughs> Patrick, where can people follow you on Twitter? Patrick, GM, Fox 5. Love it. Uh, you can follow me at HeyFrage. The Facebook page is up. It's the Polini it Perspective. Please join. join. Find it. People are already commenting on the podcast, on the posts, and we also need you guys to leave reviews on Patrick's podcast. So iTunes, the Polini Perspective, hit five stars. Bad, good, ugly, whatever. It doesn't matter. Only five stars. Five stars. This is killing it. You're the first GM ever at Fox, right, to have a podcast. I think I'm the first GM in the world. Really? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we will fact check that. Yeah. uh, Fact check next week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Bye, guys. Bye.